Welcome to RNFM Radio, Nursing Unleashed. We're your hosts, Kevin Ross and Keith Carlson, and we bring you inspiring interviews with a wide array of nursing experts, innovators, and entrepreneurs. We're glad you're here. So welcome and enjoy the show. So, Kevin, happy silver anniversary. Well, yes, definitely. Hold on. Let's... Uh... Oh, there we go. Yes, so silver anniversary, episode 75. We have a very dynamic guest for you all tonight. And, gosh, there were so many things planned for the months to come. We'll just be telling you a little bit about it every week. But we're excited to have you here. Things are going well for us. We hope they're going well for you. Summer's winding down. The kids in Santa Fe are back at school, at least most of them anyway. So that's a little break for some of the parents during the day. So welcome to episode number 75. Kevin, I'm going to turn it back to you to give folks a little information about how to stay in touch and keep in touch, and then we'll be introducing this evening's guest. Well, that's awesome. And of course, this evening's guest I'm excited about. I'm excited every night. that we have uh, a wonderful guest here on RNFM. Now, of course, if you're uh, hanging out with us live, you can either be on rnfmradio.com or you're hanging out on Blog Talk Radio, uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash rnfmradio. Here's the thing. I did want to let the community know out there that, in fact, we are tweaking the website each and every day. I've got some big changes that will launch very soon. But what I did do is put a Listen Now button on the site. So when you actually go to rnfmradio.com, you will not see the player right on the home page. Uh, I just didn't like the way the site was loading. I wanted it to be fast and efficient for all of our community members out there. So if you just go up to the top in the menu section, just hit Listen Now, and it'll take you to the player and, of course, over to iTunes. Speaking of iTunes, you can catch all of our archived episodes over there on Apple's iTunes, but you don't have to have an Apple computer. You can have any, just about any platform out there 
that uh, iTunes is compatible with. And if you just go under podcasts and do the search under RNFM Radio, all one word, no spaces, no dots or anything, you'll find us over there. And, of course, ProMed Network at promednetwork.com forward slash RNFM Radio. They do a heck of a job hosting our shows archived, and we certainly appreciate the community uh, over there. Now, I do have the chat open over on the Blog Talk Radio, so if you're hanging out over there, you might see me in the chat. And speaking of chat, we're tweet chatting under the hashtag RNFM Radio. That's all one word, RNFM Radio, under that hashtag. Any questions or comments, feedback, anything, retweets, uh, we certainly appreciate it, and we're always tweeting under the hashtag RNFM Radio live on air, and of course, we occasionally tweet over there throughout the week, and we are always open to opportunities to bring in news stories or information that you're tweeting to us on, under that hashtag RNFM Radio. And of course, uh, speaking of the community and messages, texting, voicemails, please feel free to hit us up at 720 466 3022. That's actually our direct line to us. You can just leave us a voicemail or text us at 720-466-3022. And here's another number for you. We're always open here. The lines are open whether you want to listen or come on with a question or comment. That number into the studio is 347-308-8064. And I did want to take an opportunity. We are still running the Scrubs Magazine Blog Carnival Wonderful nurse bloggers all over the country. I don't think we have any international ones just yet, but we hope to get some. Anyway, we'll have a couple of those stories to share with you toward the end of the show, but the topic is career changes for nurses. And so we'll bring that to you after our interview with our wonderful guests this evening. And as always, we'll give you a roundup of the upcoming guests at the end of the show. Anyway, Keith, I think I've said a mouthful, and I will turn it right back over to you, sir. You certainly have, Kevin. Thank you so much for tackling that every week. I appreciate that. And I just tweeted out our Google Voice number for folks that Kevin just shared. That's uh, 720-466-3022. You can call us or tweet, or call us or text us anytime. And if you want to call in tonight live, 347-308-8064. So anytime, please get in touch. Now tonight, our guest is Michelle Podlesny of Unconventional Nurse. She's the founder of Unconventional Nurse and the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Unconventional Nurse, Going from Burnout to Bliss. I have that book in my hand at this very moment. Michelle is a business coach that teaches nurses how to use their nursing knowledge to reinvent rewarding and profitable careers so that they can continue to make a difference and live the lifestyle they desire. Michelle shares with nurses the business mindset, strategies, and skills that enabled her to become a corporate executive overseeing the strategic, operational, and technical areas of multi-million dollar companies. Her book also contains interviews with five highly successful unconventional nurses. Check out her website at unconventionalnurse.com. You can find her on Facebook at facebook.com slash unconventional nurse and you can sign up at her website for her free newsletter and review her coaching services now there's so much more we could say about michelle but we're going to let her speak for herself this evening so michelle welcome to rnfm radio well thank you it's a pleasure to be here and talking with both you and uh, kevin Oh, thank you. Flattery will get you everywhere, Michelle. So thank okay. you so much for being here. <laughs> Indeed. 
Indeed. Indeed, we appreciate that. Even even men like flattery, of course. And, um, we all and we all like being recognized. We all do. We all do. And after seventy five shows, we know that we are contributing something to the world out there for nurses. And having you on the show is really a coup for us because we started out. I'm not sure if you know this. Back a year and a half ago, we were focused on nurse entrepreneurs, and we have mm-hmm. branched out over the months after that you know, beyond the entrepreneurial space, but that's really where our hearts lie to a great Mm -hmm. extent. So having you on the show is really exciting. So we know that a lot of what you do is about service. We know you've been in the Navy, I believe, and you've served boards of directors when you've been in the corporate setting. What can you tell us about that notion of service as a nurse and even in the corporate sector, what does that mean to you and how have you translated that into your business model and how you work in the world? Well, it's just a part of who I am. You know, we all have uh, our ways. But I think a great majority of nurses have a service heart. And um, so it's applied in, in everything that I've done. It's not only applied in my nursing when I was a clinical nurse, um, I worked mostly critical care, but it applied beyond that into the corporate space and, and currently today. Um, the joy that I get and the rewards that I get come from knowing that I'm serving and helping nurses out there that have a real need to understand how to work with their stuff. What do I do with my stuff? I have all this experience. I have this background, I've done these things, what do I do with it? And and I have a great deal of enjoyment that comes from offering them ideas and creative insight to get clarity on where they could go. Hmm. So, Michelle, I, I like that word clarity because I think as nurses, and I've talked about this often, about the role identity issues that we have. And that being said, just to expand on that, I feel that nurses, we do have a lot of opportunity out there, so many opportunities oh, yeah. that we actually have no clue. And so mm-hmm. speaking of the clarity aspect, it, it sounds like that that's a real need for nurses because there are so many opportunities, and nurses typically do not uh, know what direction to go in. So are there a couple of little, I don't know, nuggets of information that you might be able to share with some of our community members out there that could be looking at branching out either as part of their career or entrepreneurship, what have you? Well, there's there's so many different things, like you said. So let me concentrate on saying that um, since there is approximately a million nurses over the age of 45 right now, out of the 3 million that are currently um, using their nursing license. Um, these nurses, they're over 45 years old. They've got a tremendous experience behind them. So a lot of times they don't think about how to package that experience. That could be They could be packaging it in speaking engagements. They could be creating stories that are unique and valuable. Um, it doesn't have to be that they create a product or they do a service. Uh, they don't have to create, let's say, a um, uh, case management company. They don't have to create a uh, visiting nurse association or, or not association group. Um, mm-hmm. There are ways that they can take that experience and um, create a very valuable and unique message. 
Right. Well, and and I would say too, you know, Michelle, for for myself, when I started out, I was just a solopreneur about six years ago as a nurse, and I offered consulting services. I mm-hmm. used my expertise in various fields, both in medicine and in human uh, human services, social services, and sort of that case management aspect. And there were actually companies willing to just hire me to provide these mm-hmm. services. Unfortunately, we've grown. Uh, much larger than that, and I've been very fortunate to do so. But again, it's just interesting because a lot of conversations I have with nurses out there, uh, even up until today, they just don't know that those opportunities exist, Um, just even as a solopreneur and having very little startup costs to do something like this. You, that is perfect, and and also what's happening is nurses are realizing it that are in hospitals right now. The legislation that's come down the pike has created the hospitals really tightening their budgets. Instead of hiring more, they're getting more out of less, and so nurses have to start being creative sometimes to think how they can do what they like to do. Um, in the situation that you talked about, wellness is a big thing right now um, because uh, people are spending less and less time in the hospital setting. So we need to be able to care for people that, um, or help people care for themselves. And a lot of that's education. So wellness is a real big push right now. Oh, Michelle, I wanted to add something to that statement you just made about wellness. We had recently on the show Carmen Kosacek. She'll be back on in a week or two. I'm not sure if you all know each other yet. But she was saying how there are sectors where nurses can really make an impact. There's areas that are growing like corrections, etc. These various areas outside of the hospital that she feels are going to see more job growth than others. But we've also talked on this show ad nauseum about the silver tsunami, about the aging Mm. population. Mm -hmm. And I have a friend right here in Santa Fe. She's a former colleague, and she's hanging her shingle as we speak. She really wants to work with elders and Mm -hmm. their children just to help them navigate the healthcare system. So she feels like she has the expertise just to help people talk to insurance companies, talk to their doctors. And it's very... Simple skills on the part of nurses that can really be leveraged these days. So are you seeing a lot of nurses jump on that particular bandwagon in terms of working with the aged population? Well, definitely. I was one of them. Uh, Several years ago, um, my husband and I opened a senior care company uh, back back east in a little place, North Lima, Ohio. And we had um, 60 to 70 caregivers that worked for us providing care uh, so that seniors could age in place. Now that business did very well, and we um, sold the business, and then we moved back out to California um, because that's where my husband is originally from. But you know, it's a when you it's interesting that you say simple skills, some simple skills that nurses have, because here's what I recognize, what I'm seeing, because I've seen this happen with good friends of mine, and nursing and non-nurses. And that is, when people naturally do things well, they don't think, they don't equate a value to it. 
because they think, well, they just do it. They just do it well. Your friend probably works extremely well with the elderly and families and communicating with them. But the reality is it is a very valuable skill that not everybody has that talent. And what a lot of people, nurses and non-nurses, they don't realize that what they do naturally well, other people would find very informative and helpful. Uh, that's a great point, that a lot of the things nurses take for granted about themselves, you're saying, are things that the average layperson may think, wow, that that's really valuable information for me. So, you know, yes. you've worked in many, many settings. You've, you've really been around the block. You've been in the corporate sector, yeah. the private sector, et cetera. So what do you tell nurses when you're working with them one-on-one or in groups? So what do you tell them in terms of that blueprint for taking that expertise and then translating it into what we might say or we might call a non-traditional setting out of the hospital, clinic, or doctor's office? Well, the first thing that we start with, um, you know, I, with my coaching programs that I have, is we, we start with the mindset. Um, you, you need to understand your mindset and know where you need to have a little bit of a paradigm shift and partly what we just talked about, recognizing how valuable your experience is and how valuable the skills are that you have, um, seeing it with some fresh perspective. And then the mindset to see that actually nurses are very aligned to entrepreneurs. There are many things where we're alike. And then understanding business. So we we evolve the mindset. And then after the mindset, we talk about strategies and what strategies will work. You know, I can tell you that I use two nursing foundations in my book kind of as an outline, um, and that is the nursing process and Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs. And I chose those two things as an outline because nurses can relate to that. They can understand it. I just give it a little bit different terminology. Um, So... When the nurses see the mindset, then they get a plan, they get some strategy. Then we break it down to tactics, and that's basically what you do. You know, how do I um, create the action steps necessary to back up and achieve this vision I have, these goals I've set with my strategy? So that's basically how I work with nurses, and nurses can do that themselves. They just need to approach it starting with their mindset. They've got to change that, you know, while 60% of nurses currently work in hospitals, that's not how it has to be uh, down the road for the same nurse. We have different different things change in time, and our life changes. We have children. We have families. We have parents. So many things come into play from when we pass that NCLEX and those boards. Um, Mm. And so to change... Let's start with the mindset. Well, Michelle, I'm glad you you reiterated uh, you know the whole mindset. I love paradigm shift because I, I often use that term. And but going back to the mindset is that I feel I feel personally that this is one of the largest hurdles uh, for for our profession to really get over is that concept of you know, branching out into entrepreneurship. Would you would you say the same? Is the mindset is one of the largest? I, I agree with bumps? you. 
I agree okay. with you. Um, I, 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 I believe many limitations are self-imposed. And, I, and when, when nurses um, come up with some blocks, they need to look at that. They're really self-imposed. And Mm -hmm. there's so many different things that they can do. You know, you were talking about some unique things, you know, perhaps. A lot of nurses don't realize that they could be product developers. There are companies that have medical um, software, and that's one of the ways that I got started and ended up with a corporate career was um, I started with healthcare data analysis, and it just so happened that um, I started working with programmers. And so mm. <clears throat> that's how I ended up running a multi-million dollar software company. It was basically because I was a nurse that was interested in healthcare data and its trends and its analysis. And I ended up becoming a real nerd and started working mm. with programmers. And it was great for a, for a good while. That was a great career for me. Um, nurses... Well can do many things. Um, The product research, I just interviewed a nurse um, because in my book I have uh, five nurses that are successful on conventional nurses. And I just finished interviewing a nurse that is a writer, and she writes fiction. Um, But when I spoke to her about how she started getting out of the hospital setting, she started as product research, and she did research for major medical companies and like um, Abbott and Baxter and those type companies. Um, She was on the research end. Wow. Well, Michelle, I love the nerdy aspect that you just sort of (laughs) laid down. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to uh, go down that, that path here momentarily just to, of course, because I love technology. Uh, I just, I really do. But, you know, here's the thing, because we always love to give valuable uh, nuggets of info content to our community out there. You know, one of the aspects, because my company, we tend to see a lot of people in the community. We see a lot of people in their homes. But one of those things that we can do, or I can do rather, is lead a technology aspect of that. And what I mean is, Home automation is is a big business, mm-hmm. and it's going to get even bigger when it comes to You're keeping right. people home. And mm-hmm. I work with family members on how to set up their either their home for their loved ones or their loved ones' home so that they can stay home longer. And we use simple technology that doesn't take a lot of wiring, or it's not very invasive in the home. We can set up home you know thermostats that are automated and that can be uh, dealt with remotely, like you know, son or daughter can can log in and fix mom or dad's thermostat from their computer um, you know, because it's too hot or too cold. We can actually set up uh, systems, and I'm waiting on this device actually from this company that's just, uh, they've been around, but they're just launching their new product where it actually unlocks your home, your front or back door or any of the door in the homes, and you can actually have control over that. So if somebody knocks on the door, it'll mm-hmm. actually text you and say somebody's at your parents' door. And you know it's like the housekeeper or maybe the visiting nurse or whoever. You can actually right. unlock that remotely. And those are, these are just the simple things. Like if you have that geekiness out there that I do, and it mm-hmm. sounds like you do too, Michelle. I do. These are things that you don't even know that you can actually get involved in. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing how appreciative people are just to have a nurse involved in those aspects, just to hear from Oh, them. absolutely. What? Absolutely. Like, for example, you, before I left the... Uh, senior care 
market and, and having the caregivers. One of the products they came up with that I loved was this motion detector that went into a room um, in a corner, and each room of the house could have a motion detector. And if the motion wasn't sensed in a particular room, when you knew your parent was supposed to be eating breakfast at a certain time or a range of time, and they weren't over getting their medicine at a certain time, it could detect that on that motion sensor and relay that information to the family member. So it's just, I love technology. Mm. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Well, Kevin, you haven't mentioned these technologies recently on the show, and I'm I'm surprised to hear about the one in terms of being able to reset a thermostat from a remote place or know if someone's at your parents' door or not. And it sounds like these sorts of technologies are things that nurses could kind of get behind, learn to understand, and either become distributors of or just help families connect with the services that will give them those services so that Mm -hmm. they can just understand what's out there. So, Michelle, the question I have for you about that is then, if you're working with nurses who, say, want to be able to do something, but they're not quite sure what it is, Mm-hmm. How do you use the mistakes you've made, the things you've done along the way as a business person, entrepreneur, and as a nurse, how do you help guide them towards figuring out, okay, this is the skill you have, this is the passion and interest you have, and now this is how you set a roadmap to actually get there? How do you do that? How do I get them to understand what they're passionate about? Yes, finding their passion and then figuring out, okay, what's the roadmap to actually go in that particular direction? Um, the Well, the roadmap is just working backwards to forwards. You know, you work from the end result, and that's the way it is with everything. I was a critical care nurse, so that thinking kind of just is cemented into my brain. You've got to be at the complex and work back to the simple. So... Um, the the first thing is that the nurse themselves have have to understand themselves and here's the tricky part <laughs> i wrote this in the book you know it it's all about accountability self knowledge and self awareness and some people shy away from that and you know what the majority of people do so it's not just nurses that don't want to maybe do that self-examination. But that self-examination is where it has to start because in talking with me and going through uh, the process, it, it deals with understanding where their joy comes from, what they enjoy, what their strengths are. Um, but it also talks about you know, finding out what they do in their spare time that they get pleasure from and You'd be really surprised if you map these things out like I suggest in the book. You can actually draw parallels, and it's not so far maybe to achieve something you've always dreamed about. It's just that a lot of nurses don't take pen to paper and really examine their life and and see all around, not just that nursing part, not just where they work in the hospital or in the nursing home or in the doctor's office, not just that piece, their life, and find out where their joy comes in, where their strengths are, and that's what starts us in the direction of different options that are well-suited for that individual. 
And a lot of times nurses know, they know what they want. They know what they'd like to be. Um, It's just a matter of having somebody believe in them and encourage them and give them kind of a blueprint to go down that road. Right. And it sounds like, Michelle, that really what it comes down to, because you had peppered this into the conversation earlier, but as a you know, as a nurse mentor, you can really speak to them and say, okay, let's dust off those old books and let's talk about care planning. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing that we do as students. That's one thing we do as nurses. Of course, as nurses, it becomes more natural. But right. just as we plan out a business, you can put that in a, in a way to say, okay, this is actually a nursing care plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's a nursing care plan focused not on the patient, on you. So you got to refocus your camera lens. Right. And again, I just going back to the mindset, I just I want to reiterate to our community out there because I I feel Michelle, you're aligned with with how we feel and the value of nursing is that we uh, unfortunately, I think undervalue ourselves in oftentimes in the clinical setting. And I don't necessarily want to get into the whole, you know, reasons why. I mean, we've talked about you know, lateral violence on on the air. We've talked about you know docs versus nurses and and, and things uh, like that. But quite frankly, at times I think it just sometimes nurses feel just so oppressed, so beaten down that they just don't have that high value internally. And so it's just, is there anything specific that you could speak to on how you can really boost those egos and really have somebody look internally because oftentimes when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we might not necessarily like what we see, um, mm-hmm. but hopefully what we are about to see will help us keep going. So is that is that, again, is that just one of the, the bigger challenges is, is what you see in the mirror and what you hear at work and how you feel sort of undervalued, underappreciated? And it sounds like you almost have to have a real psychological component here to boost that morale. Well, I think there can be a psychological component. I mean, one of the some of the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of nurses that have read my book, two things, is that it was really encouraging, it was um, relevant. And, and I loved that word. I was very happy that that was a word that they came back with a lot, relevant to what they're mm-hmm. going through. Um, when you're talking about nurses feeling devalued, unappreciated, exhausted, you know, they're beaten down. Um, you know, that is true, but that's not where they want to stay, or they wouldn't be coming to my website, or they wouldn't be reading a book, or they wouldn't be searching. They're searching. So the search is what they have to focus on. It's what we all have to focus on. It's always focusing on the good point, the thing that makes you feel strong and wants you to move forward. So it really is a shift of focus. Um, you know, that paradigm shift that we talked about. And I try to outline for nurses in a very brief way through the book of those ten things that they need to do if they want to advance their career, if they want to reinvent their career. And it basically walks them through the the ten steps. Um, so mindset was is one of them, identifying their passion, many times reawakening that passion, and then having them know that they need to be a continual student. So, for example, 
if one of those nurses wants to get into, um, let's say, developing a um, a product for a child, um, like the Billy Bonnet that a nurse created. Um, they need to read mommy blogs. They need to read Working Mother magazines. They need to be current on what media and social media is going on um, regarding moms so they're relevant and can be credible to that new uh, area. So education, you're just continually a student. And then time management. Nurses are great. They are busy. They get things done. But a lot of times they don't have a strategy in place to be more productive, to get more done in the time that they have, and then to do the right things. So the book kind of just walks you through these different areas, you know, the business skills. A lot of nurses are so pushed, most nurses, in getting their, uh, passing their NCLEX that they don't have some fundamental business skills that would serve them extremely well, and that's learning to speak, learning to write, learning to make presentations, get your message across so you're heard. And then moving on towards, well, what happens when they get afraid? What happens when they bump into that comfort zone? Uh, Or, you know, they don't want to go outside their comfort zone. Well, that's a whole process, too, and and you have to get outside your comfort zone, and you've got to get comfortable with it. Um, but one of the reasons you don't is because you're afraid you're not making good decisions. So we follow up with confident decision-making. And how do you make confident decisions? So there's a whole chapter on that. And then we go into the view that you should have about your life, and, and anybody needs to have an optimistic, positive mental attitude to achieve a new position, especially if you want to change, if you want to um Take what you've done for years and do something new. Well, besides being scared and all that, you've got to keep an optimistic attitude about it. And then you've got to own that inner CEO. You are the chief executive officer of your life. So you've got to really Mm -hmm. own that and walk it. And um, there's just a, a importance to understand that you have all this behind you. You have this wonderful experience. You're a nurse. Nurses can do anything, right? Of I mean, course they can, Michelle. Of I know. Course. I mean, look at what nurses deal with. They can do anything. So they just need to have this thought and kind of a road map and just move in that direction, and it'll happen. Well, that's that is. Fantastic, fantastic information, Michelle. And one thing I just, one really quick follow-up, I wanted to second what you were saying just earlier in this piece of the conversation. And I get nursing journals. I think most of us do get nursing journals, mags and stuff, just to mm-hmm. sort of apprise us of the latest and greatest and in, 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 uh, clinical aspects of, of, of nursing. However, you're right. You are so right. My wife is in, in marketing and advertising, and we have magazines out the wazoo. I'm reading mm-hmm. things like Oprah, Real Simple, Marie Claire, right. Lifestyle Magazines. Mm-hmm. These are things mm-hmm. you would be surprised. I find a lot of value in there. And it's not just entertainment. It's not just pop culture. I can find little nuggets of info in these magazines that I can even take into my business practices 
um, you know, as a business owner or just as a clinician, as a nurse, advocating for someone. Mm-hmm. I, there's mm-hmm. so many nuggets of information on there. I just wanted to second that. But I also wanted to um, at least talk a little bit about uh, as far as content and information for our community out there, Michelle, we wanted to make sure that we that our community members know exactly where to find your book and to find you before we get even further into the conversation here. And so we want to encourage our listeners um, because you know you're the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Unconventional Nurse: Going from Burnout to Bliss. And where can they find that? Just on Amazon, or where else can we find? No, that? they can actually find it at a discounted price on my website um, by going okay. to unconventionalnurse.com. Um, they can get to my book, and it is a, at a discounted price to Amazon. And I actually um, want to offer a couple dollars off the book. Anybody in the next forty-eight hours that lets me know um, that they were your radio listener, I'll discount the book another couple dollars off of the uh, price. So they just click on the book on my website. Fantastic, Michelle. And what we can do, too, within the next 48 hours, how about this, Keith? What do you think? If we just have our listeners, our community members out there, if they just tweet out with using the hashtag RNFM Radio, then we can at least find that in the tweet feed and send that over to you, or at least you can know that. But if you use hashtag RNFM Radio and, um, uh, of course, tweet that out in the next 48 hours uh, that you're interested in the book, and then also we can tweet that out, Keith, probably just using Michelle's handle on Twitter, what do you think about that? Yes, I'm doing that now. I'm putting I'm putting out on Twitter in the next 48 hours. You can order at M Podlesny's wonderful book for a special RNFM radio discount. Contact us. So that's going out on Twitter right now. So if you're listening live, or if you're listening to the archive, hopefully in the next 48 hours, you can get in on that special uh, that special discount from Michelle. Now, Michelle, I wanted to ask you, you had mentioned in one of our previous conversations about lifestyle and work style, and that's something I pay a lot of attention to. I've actually dropped one of my nursing shifts recently because I'm looking closely at my work style and my lifestyle. What can you say about that? I know it's in Chapter 4 of your book, Unconventional Nurse, Mm -hmm. Going from Burnout to Bliss. So what do you teach nurses about this reorientation of lifestyle versus work style? Well, I have to start with one of my mistakes there, Keith. (laughs) And one of my mistakes was I had this separation in my life. I separated the work me from the business me uh, or from the personal me. So the work me, the, the business side was very professional. I got things done. I was a good nurse and I did was effective. My personal me wasn't so effective. Uh, at the time, I didn't care for how my life was shaping up. And it just so happened that I had a conversation with a psychologist and I said, how do you know when someone is telling you the truth? And she said to me, Michelle, you can know by um, somebody's uh, feet do the talking. They're congruent with their actions. So I took this home and I thought about it and I went, you know what, this, is, this applies to me. I'm not congruent. So you were asking me about lifestyle and work style. And what I try to promote in my book is lifestyle leads 
work style follows. We're one person. There's not two of us. There's not a work you and a life you, a personal life you. It's one you. And we need to integrate those things and see what works for our lifestyle. So we first have to start with identifying our core values in life and then have that line up. That's on the top. I I do it as an inverse Maslow's triangle. On the top, feeding the funnel are your core values. At the very bottom are your daily tasks. And throughout that process, when you come down through your purpose, your goals, your um, action steps, your habits, then if that's all aligned, you're going to really cruise in whatever you're doing because everything's congruent. Your work style, that daily task that you're doing, lines right up with your core values. Mm, I really like that. I like that idea. I I actually had bookmarked that page in the book. I have it right here. It is page 50 where you invert Maslow's uh, Mm -hmm. hierarchy of needs and you're looking at values, purpose, goals, habits, etc. It's a very important thing to look at and I also like on page 51 where you list those core values that Maslow conveyed, they go from A to Z, actually from mm-hmm. achievement and accountability to well-being and wealth and what those what those core values really mean and how they inform your life. So what it sounds like in your work is that it's really important for you to work with your nurses who come to you for assistance and and coaching to understand how to make that congruency a reality in their lives. And can you share with us maybe a story, an anecdote, or maybe even just an example of how someone can take an incongruency and turn it into a congruency? Well, that's real simple. Let me tell you this. Thank you first for the compliment about, um, you know, pointing out those pages in the book. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, and and it's and again it come it came from mistakes that I made in my life and then when I saw when I corrected it how much my life really started moving in a uh, powerful and cohesive direction. So you asked for an example. An example that I see that that is really highlighted in my book and I, I work with nurses a lot is habits. You know, I think people sometimes have heard about, you know, lining up your your life and your work style with core values. But um, the reason that a lot of times the action steps fall down is someone didn't create the habit to support the daily task. So for an example uh, to give you is someone who wants to lose weight and they're very determined to lose weight. Um and they have on their daily tasks that they're going to exercise and they're going to have their calorie intake be a certain amount. Um, But every time they go to the grocery store, they don't alter how they shop. They don't rearrange their pantry so that things are in a way that habitually doesn't sabotage them. You see what I'm saying? I it's do. the habit. It's the habit. Um, and and what I find in a lot of time management books, and I have read so many uh, through the years, 
because um, I'm always trying to get more time out of the day, I think like all of us, um, is habits are ignored. And I find it to be the one of the biggest things. And, you know, you can't change a habit. You can write down a different daily task every 24 hours. You can't instill a habit in 24 hours. You have to create a process to embed a habit. And usually I've heard it say anywhere from 21 to 30 days instills a habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I would agree with that, Michelle. And, you know, of course, speaking from the David Allen's uh, Getting Things Done, the GTD, yeah. as I tend to follow, um, you know, I tell people, schedule it. Schedule, carve out some time because you're not going to miss your hair appointment or getting your nails done or your uh, health care provider appointment or, or things like that. Put it on the schedule. I mean, we have so much technology around us. Mm-hmm. Put a reminder in there. Carve out that time. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day. Or, or really, you know, just accumulate an hour a week and just little micro uh, slots in your week to just think about what you want to do and how you're going to take those next steps. But really, just brainstorming. But put it on the schedule. That's that's true. That's true. Very definitely, put it on a schedule. And um, the the biggest thing that I find, you know, I, I go through. I equate the nursing process, the assessment, planning, implementation, revision, and um, uh, not excuse me, evaluation, and then I put on the end um, reflect, refine, uh, revise, and refine. And in the book, I I put that with map it, plan it, drive it, view it, remember it. You know, just to give it another spin, just to open up the perspective a little bit, and. What I find people most do, because the habits is the weakest area, the reflect part, the reflect, the revise, the refined, is the stuff we want to rush through. And it's probably some of the most powerful uh, steps in the process we can take. Because in reflecting, we can really evaluate what am I habitually doing? What? How am I doing this? How do I set up a process that's different? And if we don't take that time to reflect, it hurts us because we stay in this busy, busy cycle and we don't seem to move as far as we could towards our goals. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, you know, I've had people say to me is like, Michelle, wow, you've You've achieved a lot. You've, you've accomplished a lot. And I'm I'm blessed and fortunate that I have. However, one thing about my personality is I take some time to really reflect upon what I'm doing. Um, I'm a writer, obviously, with the book. But I write down and journal so that I understand, okay, what's holding me up here? Where am I stumbling? What process and habit needs to be in place for me to get around that? Mm-hmm. Now, Michelle, I have a follow-up question for you then. You were talking about habits, and that's habits of what we do each day. You were using that comparison of the person who wants to lose weight but goes to the store and shops in the same way they've always shopped. Right. So say you have a nurse who comes to you, 
and he or she has a way of thinking about, say, um, business, social media, advertising, networking, all of those sorts of things that we entrepreneurs really have to do in order to be successful. Right. It's just part and parcel of what we have to do as business people. So that's a habit too, those habits of thought or those habits of belief around those sorts of issues. So all of those nurses out there, the ones who really want to take their expertise, package it up, promote it, and then leverage their knowledge with people who really want to know what they know, what are the habits of thought and the habits of belief that need to shift in order to make that, it's really that paradigm shift that you mentioned in the first few minutes of the show. Yeah, it's business. It gets down to business. Um, nurses have to, this is where it gets tricky, but this is the, this is the answer. <laughs> nurses operate out of their heart. What I'm trying to show them is how to operate with, out of business, a business mindset. That's the entrepreneur mindset in the beginning. Because business skills and what you're talking about are business skills. Those the marketing, this new whole area of of doing videos and YouTubes and and social media and tweeting. Um those are all that's all marketing and promotion. That's mm-hmm. all part of business. You you know nobody is going to the doors won't stay open and the lights won't stay on if there's not money coming in. It makes it a business when you get money coming in so that you can have the lights on and the doors open. So nurses are so inundated with information to pass their NCLEX uh, examination that there's very, very little, if any, business skills related, such as selling knowledge for nurses, how you know, teaching nurses how they can increase their sales. Um, and again, what you were talking about with the social media, that marketing and promotion, you've got to let people know about you so they can mm-hmm. pay you for your valuable services. Exactly. And if nurses are heart-centered, as you said, we lead from our hearts, we right. need to how to learn how to lead from our hearts in business and feel like right. it's okay to charge what we're worth, it's okay to ask for money for what we do, and it's okay to go out there. We can wear our hearts on our sleeves, but it can be still be business-oriented, but still be Absolutely. heart-centered. Yeah. Absolutely. Because... They need, again, it's that shift in mentality, and sometimes they just need to hear it, and that is that by not offering their service to people, they're denying them a benefit, and that appeals to a nurse's heart. Right, you and, you know, Michelle, I, to I wanted to, well, and I, I wanted to second that because, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, whoa, anyway, what I wanted to second was, the fact that you talked about um, keeping the lights on, you know, paying the bills. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's just as simple as that, right? You have something of value to offer to, you, offer to your community, but you're going to go out quicker than you just started if you don't charge for your services or really charge um, a, a comparable uh, fee for what your expertise is and, and the value that you can bring to your community. And quite frankly, I think that's where nurses really need to kind of wrap their heads around the concept of 
probably whatever you're providing, there's a good chance that whatever you're providing, even though someone or a group of people are paying for your service, I bet you you're giving them some type of return on investment, whether that be in time, in health, in money, whatever it is, they're going to get a return on that investment. Right. And so Mm -hmm. they'll pay you, like if you value your services and actually charge you know, a, a reasonable fee within your market, in your niche and everything, then that's where people will actually engage more rather than you just giving it away. I feel like your community is Absolutely. going to uh, be more engaged with you if you're actually charging for your services. And yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm glad, you know, we're on the same page. And and we need to get more nurses on that page. That That's one of the things we have to do with your program and and when we're out there talking is get more nurses to understand that you can make money and still operate from your heart. You know, it's not exclusive. Right, right. Right, that's a great point to make, and I think a lot of us out there are afraid to ask for money, Michelle, even though if we Mm -hmm. could walk into a hospital and we scan our card through the scanner to clock in, we expect the hospital to pay us whatever it is the going rate that we agreed to be paid for the work we're doing. And the work we're doing in the hospital, for instance, is caring for people, right? We're Mm -hmm. giving love and care and compassion and task-oriented care to the people who need our care so that they can be well and walk out the door of the hospital when the time comes. So if we put on an entrepreneurial hat like I've done, like Kevin's done, like you have as well, then we need to understand that when we clock in, quote-unquote, with a client, it's really okay to be in our integrity and still be in our heart and in that heart-centered space that nurses seem so fond of and I'm fond of myself and ask Mm -hmm. for whatever it is you feel the market will bear. And that is a really difficult lesson for a lot of us to learn. I've had a hard time learning it myself. And I I appreciate that. I think we all go through that. Yes, and I appreciate that you're out there teaching nurses how to do that, and we want people to know that you're out there. So I want to remind our listeners before we sign off with you, Michelle, that they can find you at Unconventional Nurse. And in the next 48 hours, as of today, which is August 19th, you can contact us either at rnfmradio.com or on Twitter at rnfmradio or just go to at M. Podlesny, which is harder to spell than RNFM Radio, but you can find <laughs> Michelle there too and contact her and get a special discount on the book. And you can also sign up for Michelle's newsletter at unconventionalnurse.com and download the chapter one of the book for free. And her newsletter is wonderful. I recommend signing up oh, for thank it. Thank you. And also over on Facebook, definitely give some love to Michelle over at facebook.com slash unconventional nurse. She could use some likes over there to build her SEO over on Facebook. So find her over there as well. And you can also connect with her on LinkedIn and Pinterest over on her website. So please feel free to go over to unconventionalnurse.com. So Michelle Podlesny, thank you so much for joining us. And I think Kevin might have a last comment before we say goodnight. Well, I did. Michelle, are we going to see you at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference in October? You are. Uh, You are. I'm presenting on Sunday, Sunday morning. Well, we'll be there. I'm very excited about that. I found out about that after I connected uh, with Keith on LinkedIn, you know, and it's, it's, it's really this social media is great. 
Oh, that's great. Well, that's how we started. That's right. And a lot of folks out there. Yeah. Kevin, you were going to say we, we started on Twitter, didn't we? We did. That's actually how Keith and I met. And, of course, Anna Morrison at the time, a year and a half ago, we met on Twitter and we started this show. So the power oh, of social media great. to bring this that. together. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and I'm just really glad that the last point that you made, Keith and Kevin, was about the value that nurses bring because nurses are great and they are very valuable. They need to see themselves as valuable. That's true. Thank you so much, Michelle, and thanks for bringing so much value to so many nurses out there. And we hope you'll write a blog post for a blog at some point. Oh, and definitely. we also, yeah, and we look forward to meeting you in Orlando in just about, let's see, it's about a month and a half from now. So we'll see you in October in Orlando. Yes, I'm going to be teaching nurses how to increase their sales. So I'm very excited about that. I look forward to meeting both of you. Oh, great. In person. In person. Uh, as well. <laughs> That's yes. great. Well, you have a great night, Michelle. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, good night. Good night, Michelle. Good night. Well, and that's the thing, Keith. Okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want us to leave without saying that she was actually going to be in Orlando at the NNBA, and we're actually tweeting out hashtag NNBA 2013. Anything relevant to the conference uh, that's on October 5th and 6th in Orlando. So I, I just I put to I I totally forgot. I spaced it. I wanted to mention it earlier. That's right. So Michelle will be joining us at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference in Orlando. Kevin and I, as we've said before on the show, will be podcasting from there. We'll be doing some quick and dirty interviews with some of the presenters and also some people who are just there as attendees. And we'll be posting some of those on YouTube. We'll be tweeting, Facebooking, Google Plusing, and everything else we can possibly do to build that brand and let people know what's happening in the world of nurse entrepreneurship. So, Kevin, a lot of what was going on tonight was really, I just think, totally up your alley in terms of what you talk about in terms of nurses and entrepreneurship. But how did you feel about all of that? Oh, I felt this was an extreme value. I mean, I think we offer value to our community members uh, each and every episode, Keith. But but you're right. This is something that certainly gets the juices flowing for me, and I think it gets the juices flowing for a lot of nurses out there. And one of the points that I wanted to make uh, that Michelle was talking about is, is aspects of, especially in the planning process and really kind of honing in on that niche that you want to to offer or get involved with, is that I think sometimes, I believe she's right, we, we rush through that aspect. And I wonder, Keith, is it because, is that born from this sense of urgency that we might have, that we just, we really need change, we really need to to get away, but is it that we should we be running away from something or should we create an opportunity or grab an opportunity to actually go to and we when we should be planning out that process and really investing the time and energy to make sure that we're doing it the way that we want to do it because this is our time to shine this is our time to make the decisions and and to have choice right and Kevin I'm glad you pointed out that dichotomy if if it really is even a dichotomy that we're running away from something or running towards something. And and we are, we have to admit, there are a lot of nurses out there who are running away from something. Some people are running screaming from the hospital like it's a burning building. And in a way, 
some of us would say, and I think Carmen Kosacek will be on the show next week, I think it's a great follow-up to tonight's show with Michelle, is that the hospital is burning. It is on fire in a way because that's the place where there's the least amount of growth in terms of jobs for nurses, according to Carmen anyway. Michelle would probably agree with that assertion as well. So sure, you can run screaming from the burning building, but there's also that notion of running towards something. And I think people like Carmen Kosacek, like Michelle Podlesny and you are offering nurses something else. They're offering them something to run towards. And I think there are nurses out there who listen to the show and they realize, well, maybe there is some sort of knowledge I hold in my head and in my heart that I can actually leverage in a way that I can maybe make a living and not have to remain in that burning building, so to speak. Agreed, Keith. And and you're right. We We sincerely, we want to not just offer value. We don't want to necessarily just uplift and motivate. But what we do want to make sure is that you are going to an opportunity. And guess what? We said it time and time again here on RNFM. There are opportunities to go to. And Carmen is going to expand on that next week. Michelle certainly talked about it tonight. But there are so many opportunities out there for us. It's just unbelievable what we do not know. But the experts... And it's it's interesting to call you know I, I I would consider Michelle and Carmen you know expert uh, you know as far as tooting my own horn I, I feel I don't know a little modest about that I, I I'm a you know people call me an expert but I guess it's you know what an expert is is maybe you know more than or you do know more than someone else uh, but but here's the thing we know together and you too Keith there are opportunities out there for you this is not a pipe dream this is not just you know, we're reading stuff to you and trying to get all Tony Robbins on you and get motivation and, okay, I'm ready for change. Now what? We want to give you or help you find the now what because the now right. what, there is something. The what is there. Yeah. And in, in, I, you're funny because saying going all Tony Robbins on you. I think that the inspiration is important. You know, we do talk in an inspirational manner here on the show, but there's a lot of brass tacks. There's a lot of things to deal with. And, you know, I mentioned my local friend here who's hanging a shingle as a new nurse entrepreneur. And there's so much to learn and so many things to tackle piece by piece as you enter into this, what you like to call the entrepreneurial space. So it is really important. And, you know, next week we'll have Carmen Kosacek on for the second part of her conversation. And I think we'll dig deeper into that, into that notion of what do I do? You know, if I want to do something new, how do I do it? And, you know, I'm a relatively new nurse entrepreneur. It's just been a few years. And there's still things I need to learn every day about how to manage my time and how to make things happen. And I think I mentioned on the show earlier that I dropped a nursing shift in one of my jobs recently because I really need space. I need time to be able to devote to some of these things I need to focus on. So it's a scary thing to do, but it's a really important thing for many of us to to embrace if we're going to really break into that new world. Agreed, Keith. I, I, I agree, and I think you and I have talked about it off the air, but it's so true. Sometimes we do need to take an opportunity for ourselves, an investment in ourselves and in our, our current and or future businesses uh, is to 
try to carve out some of that time and it might be dropping a shift a week or a month or or what have you or spending a little less time doing something so that you can then invest in you in what you want to do because whether it's now at this very moment it's the next hour the next week to whatever that is for you make the decision the choice you can have you know choice if somebody were to ask you if you could have your dream job you know would you think it's like it's too good to be true potentially but why aren't you asking yourself the same thing why aren't you flipping the switch on yourself and saying i want the dream job i want to be doing this i am valuable and so right. how can you capitalize on that how can you turn that into something and like i said begin with you make the decisions about what's in your schedule the things that you can carve uh, carve out or uh, fit in to make it happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. And that builds on exactly what Michelle was talking about maybe about 15 minutes ago about making your work style and your lifestyle more congruent and having your lifestyle actually lead your work style. And that's been, I have to admit, an upward learning curve for me, the steep learning curve. But I think I'm actually getting a hang of it. And that's something that I feel really happy about and proud about that I've made some steps in that direction. And it's a hard thing to do, and it's a big risk to take. And speaking of what's happening with well, me, Kevin, can I um, can I I wanted to add something that's happened for me yes. this week, but something you wanted to share first? Yes, please. I know what you're going to say. Definitely. Let us know. What are you going? What am I going to say, Kevin? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm excited for you. Let's go. Oh, okay. well, I wanted to announce on the show that I took an exam several, gosh, it's about six weeks ago now, and I just received notification that I actually passed the certification exam to be a, that I am now a board certified nurse coach. And I'm one of 83 board certified nurse coaches in all of the United States. Nice. Congratulations, yeah, so, Keith. I'm so, yeah, so I, I didn't want to steal your thunder there. I really didn't, but I was excited oh, for you to gosh. announce that tonight on the show. Thank you. And people have asked me on Facebook what that means. And what it really means, one, is that, you know, we all want to amass certifications that display and demonstrate our expertise, so to speak. And in that entrepreneurial space as a nurse coach, I felt it was really important for me to receive some sort of certification that would give me, say, that kind of like a stamp of approval from a very respected organization. So I went with the American Holistic Nurse Association and the American Holistic Nurse Credentialing Center or Certification Corporation, as it's known, who developed over the last, I guess it's about five years now, these core competencies for nurse coaches. Mm -hmm. And now I can say I can put NC-BC after my name and say I'm a board-certified nurse coach. And there's also quite a bit I learned along the way, a lot of which I have to credit my mentor, Linda Bark, for. And Linda of Bark Coaching Institute has been here on the show. And she's a wonderful person and she's been a great help and inspiration to me. So I just wanted that to was, make that announcement. Yeah. Well, that too was a fantastic show, Keith, and and definitely congratulations. And you know, one thing that you know, I've certainly told you, and I've I've told the community, especially with your extra shift, that you are now uh, giving yourself the opportunity because I often tell people, 
keep your head on a swivel because you don't know where where these opportunities are going to come from. And so really, if you have your head down and you're doing your work day in and day out and you're in that routine, that habit, that rut, where your head is down constantly, if you're not looking up and you're not looking around, then these opportunities could potentially pass you by or you just you can't you 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 can't pluck that low hanging fruit that sometimes is just right there before you because again you're just so ingrained in whatever you're doing day to day so break some of those right. routi- routines and habits and put in some of those new routines and habits to look around that's that's very true and building on that you know i just want to say we might have some nurses out there listening who say have small children at home and maybe they have a disabled spouse or maybe they have an elderly parent who's moved in with them or maybe they've had someone die recently. You know, there are circumstances that come along that can challenge us or prevent us from moving in those directions where we really want to go. And I want to acknowledge that. And I also want to acknowledge the financial and economic climate that we're living in. So, you know, here at RNFM Radio, we realize there's a lot of realities out there that all of you face, and we have to tackle all of these things at our own pace. And no one's out there saying, and we're not saying, you have to go out there and hang your shingle tomorrow. This can be a very slow, Mm -hmm. steady, thoughtful process. And I just want to recognize those realities. And so people feel like there's compassion here on our end, too, for what you all might be going through in your own lives. Couldn't agree with you more, Keith. Thanks, Kevin. And, uh, you know, before we move on to what's coming up next and what's happening over the next four weeks, do you have any news you want to share from Spire Health or anything happening up in Boulder? Um, I don't think anything happening. Kids are back to school, so the routine, again, is chaos, coaching soccer in the evenings. And so, you know, personal life is always uh, controlled chaos, as I like to say. Um, but couldn't be happier doing what I do each and every day here with you, Keith, and Innovative Nurse, Inspire Health Partners, and everything else out there, and, of course, with my family. So, again, that's part of being an entrepreneur. It's um, juggling the life, and I say juggling because it is a bit of a juggle, but it is the life and the lifestyle that I want. That's great. I'm really glad. And Mary and I are hoping to make the drive up to Boulder from Santa Fe sometime in the next four weeks or so. So we'll talk about that offline. And then you and I can talk about having actually met in person, maybe on one of our shows coming up in September, October. We'll have to get some photos and maybe even some video, some vlog we can upload to our unfortunate uh, existence over on YouTube. We will soon populate the RNFM radio channel on YouTube, and maybe Keith and I can put something together when he comes up here to Boulder. Oh, good. Okay. I have to get over my video shyness. You know, I'm fine with blogging, writing, uh, being online, being on Twitter, all that, but the, it's the video thing I have to get over. So that that's the next frontier for me, folks. Everybody has one. That's one of mine. So we'll be talking about that very soon, and Kevin will probably throw me in front of a camera before I have anything to say about it. So we'll, you'll hear about it here first on RNFM Radio, and as we said, next week, August 26, 2013, we'll have Carmen Kosacek back for part two of an amazing conversation. You don't want to miss it. On September 2nd, Monday, Labor Day, we won't be laboring. We'll be with our families and friends, or maybe Mary and I will even make it up to Boulder that weekend. So Labor Day weekend, we will not be here broadcasting. September 9th, 2013, Scrubs Magazine will be back for the Scrubs Magazine Extravaganza number two. 
We'll be happy to have the Scrubs team back. We'll have a poet, a writer, an online editor, maybe one of the print editors. So that'll be our next Scrubs magazine extravaganza. And finally, on the 16th of September, Dean Patrick Coonan, who's the dean of Adelphi University in New York and Long Island, he'll be talking about a very cutting-edge educational experience they're creating at Adelphi University where they're actually merging the public health department with the nursing department. And actually the professors and students will be cross-pollinating across those two schools. And it's a very cutting-edge educational experience for those nurses and public health students up in Long Island. So we'll be talking about that. So you can find us, as always, at facebook.com slash rnfmradio. And as Kevin said, rnfmradio.com is undergoing some changes, so keep watching that. Twitter, we're at, at rnfmradio, and you can always find me, of course, at nursekeep.com, facebook.com slash nursekeepcoaching, and I am, of course, at nursekeep on Twitter. So you can find me everywhere and anywhere, and of course, here on RNFM Radio on Mondays. So, Kevin, it's been a pleasure again. It was a great silver anniversary, and I want to wish you a wonderful night. And you can take us home and finish out the show here. And thanks, everyone, for listening to Episode 75. Sounds fantastic, Keith. You're right. It is a pleasure to spend my evening with you, my time with you, and our community, and, of course, Michelle. I did. We have the upcoming uh, Scrubs Magazine extravaganza, as Keith had mentioned. I can't believe it. We talked about that months ago. But I did want to go ahead and give another plug for the uh, blog carnival that is sponsored by Scrubs Magazine. The Gypsy Nurse at thegypsynurse.com has hosted our carnival this uh, particular round that was on August 15th. It's under the title Career Changes in Nursing, Exploring the Options, Reasons, and Methods. And, of course, again, that is a Scrubs blog carnival with various nurse bloggers out there. And I think we probably touched on a few things when it comes to your career, uh, especially as an entrepreneur here on the show tonight with Michelle. So, of course, I just wanted to point our listeners out there to the Scrubs, uh, Scrubs Magazine uh, blog. And, of course, we'll have the extravaganza and yet again another blog that we'll have rolled out there in the carnival, that is, when we have them on the show in September. But, of course, as always, we do want to thank you for spending your time with us live tonight or whatever day you happen to be listening to our show archived. RNFM Radio is working hard to bring you valuable content while creating a global exchange among nurses and other clinicians. We always hope that you in some way have felt uplifted, motivated, and ready for something that moves the needle for you. I know I have. And continue to find passion in your life and also with everything you create each and every day. Care for yourself while caring for others, and we always look forward to having you back here with us again on RNFM Radio. Thank you.